Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep them doggies rolling. Boy, my ass is swollen. Right. What's up, peeps? I think today's professional athletes are acting incredibly responsibly. I would strongly support them doing that. People look to them. They're leaders. Look at what's happened with the NBA as well. Look at what's happened across the board. The very people who are victimized the most are the people who are the leaders in these, in these various sports. And it's just not right. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia and 40 other states. Uh, I think it's... Uh... I think it's funny that while addressing uh, pro athletes, Joe Biden <laughs> brings up steroids, uh, a performance enhancing drug, uh, <laughs> and the the funniest thing is he says the leaders in these sports are the ones that are affected the most by. These types of laws, like the Georgia Voting Act, um, really, multi-millionaire athletes, some billionaire, some billionaires, like uh, the case of uh, Tiger Woods, and uh, he, Tiger's not real political, but uh, LeBron James had, you know, uh, what was it? it was was it, did Nike give him a billion dollar contract right out of high school or something close to it? Some insane amount of money. I, maybe it was a hundred million. I don't know, but he's a, a close to a billionaire now. And you know, he, LeBron invested well. I've always respected LeBron for uh, what he gives back to the Akron community. Um, but to say that multi millionaires with, you know, houses and cars and uh, the ability to buy anything, including a voter ID, uh, are the most oppressed by the new Georgia Voting Rights Act uh, that does more to sure up elections than any law in history. It's just ridiculous. Um, and in a side note, before I get to my main point tonight, uh, you know, Delta Airlines at first came out in heavy favor of this law. It was after the woke mob came after them and Coca-Cola that they had to, Delta had to change their tune and say this was a bad law. Uh, another funny thing is the CEO who speaks with a very uh, British or maybe Australian accent, they're a little tough for me. I'm from the Ohio Valley, and I'm scratching my nose on video. Uh, I have my own accent, you know. So it's a little tough for me to differentiate some of the, you know, British and, and Aussie, Aussie accents, but there are subtle differences. Anyways, he's not a uh, native Georgian like he claims. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I, don't, I wonder if he's even like a citizen or if he's here on a work visa of some type. Anyhow, definitely doesn't talk with a Georgia accent, though. Uh, anyways, so that's enough. You know, Joe Biden says that the people affected most by 
these voting rights laws are multi-millionaire professional athletes and they are the great leaders and heroes. Charles Barkley in the 1990s, back in my heyday, when Joe was only in his 80 or 90th year of being a senator, uh, Charles Barkley had a commercial. He said, you know, I'm, a, I'm an athlete. I'm paraphrasing. He said, I'm an athlete. I'm not a role model. Parents are role models. And it was controversial because, you know, some of us kids that grew up without uh, a two-parent home were making athletes our role models. And at the time, it was, well, you know, these guys that play a, a dirty brand of basketball or this or that or live the, the high life off the court, you know. And Charles wasn't one of those, but they're being a bad influence on kids. And that's where Charles Barkley's uh, thing of, you know, I'm not a role model, parents are role models. I think it was a Nike commercial where he said that. And I think that's where Joe Biden and people are missing the point. Uh, athletes, shoe companies, uh, pop companies, Coca-Cola. I call it pop. Uh, Delta Airlines. They're missing the point. They're not my damn role model. They're not my uh, leader, my icon, whatever. Uh, at this point in my life, I'm my own leader, my own role model. But as a kid, my parent would be my role model. You know, uh, and I might have some traits that I take from a historical or political figure or an athlete that does something above and beyond. Um, like, for example, um, Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders spent the majority of his childhood homeless and focused his life on becoming uh, a better athlete to give back to his father and his family that took care of him, even though at times they had to live in cars. Anyways, we'll get into this and that. Uh, not going to talk about that much today. I uh, want to congratulate the Stanford Cardinals, the Lady Cardinals basketball team, on winning the women's NCAA basketball tournament today. Uh, it's their third national championship and their first since 1992. Uh, Stanford was one of the uh, few schools, uh, you know, even now maybe, that really cared about women's basketball back in the day. It was like that. I mean, when I was a kid, it was like Stanford, UConn, and Tennessee. And those were like your th three women's basketball teams that won everything every year. And uh, UConn has, is still the dominant uh, program in women's basketball for the most part. Tomorrow we find out if Gonzaga's men's basketball team can become the first undefeated uh, team to win a national championship since uh, Rio Grande University did it. Um, it was in the 50s with the great Bevo Francis. Anyways, this is, this is Americana, the American way. I'm Big John. 
You can find Americana the American Way on Telegram, Rumble, YouTube, uh, all the podcast platforms, Anchor.fm and the Anchor app, Pacifically. And you can find me on Parlor at the Real Big John, all one word. Let's get at it. Let's get it on. So, I heard about this story on the Yo Rogan podcast. And it's on a web. It's been, there's been a lot of reportings in the the news in general lately and a lot released by the Pentagon and such that uh, we have technology that's foreign to this world possibly. Technology that came from little green men or something that is paradigm shifting. Uh, This article is something on a website called... um, CollectiveEvolution.com. There'll be a link on the YouTube and Rumble pages, but those on the podcast is Collective-Evolution.com. The name of the article is Paradigm Shifting UFO Tech That Alters Space-Time Is Operable. U.S. Navy Chief Officer. So, uh, evidently, according to a U.S. Navy Chief Officer, there is UFO technology operable that shifts space and time. Now, let's see, does he mean that, does it mean that this technology came from space monkeys? The guy that they ha- they have, there's a photo that's uh, going to be the thumbnail for this video. And it shows a triangular-shaped object. And uh, there's like a diagram of different working parts. But the guy that they have circled is evidently the, the Navy chief officer. And he, he kind of looks a little alien to me. Maybe he's one of these humanoid aliens we hear about. That look like uh, humans with some maybe some funkadactyl features or something. So, in brief, it says hmm. uh, also Finland has withdrawn. This is a side note I just saw on a a, a pop up in the article. Uh, Finland withdraws COVID measures after law committee deems them unconstitutional. Well, gee, don't we have a law committee called the Congress of the United States that could do something like that? Anyways, so here we go. Back to the UFO technology. Uh, In brief, the facts. Documents obtained by the drive... That's another website. Show the that revolutionary technology has the capability to alter space-time may actually be operable, according to Naval Aviation Enterprise Chief Technology Officer Dr. James Sheeney, pictured above. 
reflect on, or says reflect on. Why is technology that has the potential to change the entire human experience for the better always used for defense purposes and military applications? What about the detriment uh, or the betterment, pardon me, what about the betterment of humanity? Well, that's a good point. You know, if we do have access to, you know, space monkey technology, which I pretend to believe in UFOs just to get a rise out of people. But um, if we do have access to this technology, yeah, why don't we use it, you know, to uh, cure cancer, to cure baldness, blindness? Um, maybe the only applicable use for space-time bending technology is uh, a defense purpose. Uh, I, I don't think we should be, you know, traveling through time or something if that's what this actually turns out to be. Uh, there's another subheading. Before you begin, take a moment to breathe. Okay, let's all breathe in. Breathe out. Woosah. Woosah. All right, fuck that. Uh, take a moment and breathe. Place your hand on your chest area, near your heart. Breathe slowly for about a minute, focusing on the sense of ease entering your mind and body. Click here to suggest why we... Oh, that's just a commercial for some meditation thing. All right. I, the author says... I was recently scrolling through the Twitter feed of Christopher Mellon, the former Deputy Assistant Defense Secretary for Intelligence 97-92. In doing so, I came across an interesting post from The Drive regarding documents they received via the Freedom of Information Act regarding space-time modification weapon developed for the United States Navy which apparently has already gone through experimental testing they this in turn led me to evidence suggesting uh, that other revolutionary type technology that our country could no doubt be that could no doubt be used to change the world for the better in a major way was already quote operable on the side note Mellon is one of many with such a background who has been speaking about and creating awareness regarding the reality of the UFO phenomenon for a few years now he was part of the mainstream USO, UFO disclosure initiative, quote, to the stars, end quote, which means, which seems to be, in my opinion, a Department of Defense mainstream UFO disclosure initiative. Uh, the Pentagon and the Navy and other uh, American intelligence agencies have been coming forth with more and more UFO technology. Uh, 
Joe Rogan, like I said, he delves deep into this UFO stuff on his podcast. Uh, if you're on Spotify, uh, uh, give it a listen. And uh, he has the a navy a navy pilot who at the time was flying the latest uh, navy Super Hornet uh, aircraft, normal U.S. aircraft. And they were trying to lock their radar on a tic-tac, the little breath mint things, okay, tic-tac-shaped UFO. And it was doing some incredible maneuvers. And it was actively jamming their radar, okay. And this is straight from the Navy chief, or the Navy pilot, pardon me, that had radar and visual uh, contact with this thing. Uh, furthermore, the Navy has released the m multiple radar. Okay, on a the way they explained it, on a Navy airplane, when it comes to the weapon system, they have like a black and white television feed. They have a radar, and they have uh, forward-looking infrared, which Infrared detects the differences in temperatures and objects and things. So <coughs> they were flipping through all of these different weapon systems uh, technology to get a look at this thing. And they couldn't get a, a target lock on it, which they didn't have actual weapons on the plane. They had like dummy bombs and things. But the... UFO that they were following, trying to follow, was actively jamming their radar so they couldn't lock onto it. Anyways, back to the article. Uh, seems to be a Department of Defense mainstream UFO disclosure uh, initiative. He has left that initiative, which has been heavily scrutinized by UFO researchers who feel... It portrays the phenomenon with a threat narrative attached to it. There is no evidence, there is no need slash evidence to do so. So this uh, author and this uh, person he was reading from, um, Christopher Mellon, Christopher Mellon and the author of this article feel there's no need to perceive UFOs as a threat to uh, the, the population of Earth. Uh, back to the topic at hand, it says, In 2018, inventor Salvatore Caesar Pius, Pais, P-A-I-S, presented a paper, Room Temperature Superconducting System, for use on hybrid aerospace undersea craft at the 2019 American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics SciTech Forum in San Diego, California in January 2019. In the paper, Payas writes that the achievement of room temperature super conductivity, RTSC, 
represents a highly disruptive technology capable of a total paradigm change in science and technology and adds that its military and commercial value is considerable. Now, what they're saying is that they have superconductor technology that the excuse me while I restoke my stogie the superconductor technology means that an object can create energy and never get above room temperature. This is interesting because uh, Bob Lazar, who's kind of the godfather of the modern UFO phenomenon, he claims to have worked at a super secret base at a sub base of Area 51. Uh, he claimed to have worked on UFOs. And he had mentioned, again, on the Joe Rogan podcast that these UFOs never really get hot. The, they, when they're uh, working, when their motor or engine propulsion system, he calls it, uh, is running, they never heat up. And everything from this computer that I'm using to my cell phone, when anything that's creating energy, electricity or whatever, always puts off heat. And something about this Navy pilot that he pointed out that the temperature of this object they were chasing was like around 60 degrees. It was, you know, I think he said it was cooler than the surface of the water. And so when people tried to dismiss this object that the Navy pilots were chasing off the coast of San Diego or off the coast of California. Uh, I don't know if he, he said San Diego specifically. He may have said Sacramento, but California for sure. He said it was, you know, below the temperature of the surface of the water. Uh, that would be odd. So people try to say, you know, well, this was a bird or something. Well, if it was a bird, it would have went into hypothermia and died at that temperature. So, uh, that's interesting that they, this paper that this scientist wrote, Salvatore Caesar Pius, or Pais, P-A-I-S, he says that they've come up with a superconductor that could be, could conduct energy uh, at room temperature. In other words, never get hot. Um, the paper states... The subject matter of this paper describes the design of an active room temperature superconductor. I think I said semiconductor, my bad, C correction asterisk, uh, to be incorporated within the hybrid aerospace undersea craft. You, uh, the initials for that are HAUC described in recently published paper, a hybrid craft using internal mass modification device. So that sounds a lot like uh, the propulsion system 
that Bob Lazar talked about working on at the S4 sub area of Area 51. Um, he talked about a mass propulsion system that modified uh, gravity in order to uh, move the object. Um, so this, this kind of ties in with that in a way. Um, maybe we just now, our, our own technology is caught up to a little bit to the space monkey technology. Let's see. The granted patent application for AHAUC describes this craft with the capabil capabilities to alter space-time around the craft. So that's what uh, Bob Lazar and UFO people have said, that the UFOs, they, they can perform these outrageous maneuvers because they're manipulating space, time, and gravity around them, and they're uh, jumping through space and time. And so sometimes when we see it as in it's here and it's here, if you were inside the UFO, you would see it moving, you would be moving in a straight line, but because they're manipulating space and time, when we look at it from <coughs> where we are, we see it here and we see it here. So we don't see that movement through space and time. Pretty interesting. Uh, the article says, uh, it is possible to envision hybrid aerospace undersea craft, HAUC, which can function as a submersible craft capable of extreme underwater speed, lack of water skin friction, and enhanced aerial-slash-water stealth capabilities, non-linear scattering of RF and sonar signals. So um, RF, I think that would be radio frequency or radar frequency. Sonar is a type of radar that they use in boats and submarines. It sends out a, a sound and then the sound bounces back off an object and they can... Uh, anyways, you can figure out what sonar means. You're smart. This hybrid craft would move with great ease through the air, space, slash water mediums. It says air, slash space, slash water mediums. By being enclosed in a vacuum, slash plasma, bubble, slash stealth, due to the coupled effects of the of EM, Field conduction in, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Kate, coupled effects of EM field indu induced air slash water particles <coughs> repulsed and vacuum energy polarization. So this is very interesting. Um, I'll link the article in the description. You guys can finish reading it if you'd like. The, the reason this stands out to me is because more and more of these UFO sightings, I mean, even going back to 
when I was watching um, the show Unsolved Mysteries, some of you that are older remember the original Unsolved Mysteries show with Robert Stack. Uh, and just give you chills sometimes with some of the things they talked about. But they, even back then, there's always been this talk of underwater UFOs. And more and more, we are hearing accounts of UFOs coming out of the sky and diving into the water and disappearing. So what they're describing here if this is legitimate sounds like that type of technology so that's very very interesting um, I don't know the whole um, accountability of this uh, collective-evolution.com but I do know that the Pentagon the Navy the government in general have been releasing a lot more information in regard to alien technology and alien can mean a lot of things it can mean things that are just not part not part of our society not part of our uh, intelligence uh, it could mean extraterrestrial intelligence uh, many different meanings to the term alien you know we have illegal aliens that sneak into the country uh, across the borders and uh, by the oceans and whatever, you know, uh, anything that's unusual or foreign to uh, the normal can be called alien. But did this come from a flying saucer that crashed in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947, allegedly? Uh, did this come from a UFO that uh, Bob Lazar claims to have worked on? that they found at an archaeological dig, which would mean that there were aliens and UFOs here many, 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 many moons ago, as the wild engine would say. Uh, all very intriguing stuff. Um, so do your own research. See what's out there. Like I said, this stuff's been coming up in legitimate news uh, articles and legitimate people, uh, you know, uh, Navy aviators that are experts have been going on, you know, podcasts and TV shows in different places saying that they've seen, you know, uh, this technology at work. So I think the question is what type of alien or UFO technology is this? Is this uh, otherworldly or is it just... Um, uh, unidentified flying objects that are not typical to what uh, we as people are used to identifying, you know, birds, planes, Superman stuff, uh, you know, things that were norm are normal to us. Is it that type of alien or unidentified flying object? Uh, or is it truly, um, you know, from E.T., from Zeta Reticuli, Starship stuff, from another culture planet uh race of you know, humanoids out in outer space somewhere so uh hey guys happy happy resurrection sunday he has risen thank god for your son y'all pray for one another god bless you and always 
always remember to think for yourself. Don't let the government, don't let me, don't let the mainstream media tell you what to think. It's on you, baby. All right, I'm out of here.